Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And for those of you who are joining us online, a warm welcome to you as well. So let's take a moment to greet one another. Uh, you can turn to your neighbor and give them a wave, give them a smile. Uh, if you're online, you can type into the chat a greeting. Our moderators will be online to interact with you as well. And as uh, some of you, when you walked in here, you may have noticed, wow, this place looks unusually tidy and clean. And that's because uh, we just had a big spring cleaning. So thank you to all those who participated. Let's give, you, give ourselves a round of applause. And uh, for, I hope we can keep the place uh, this neat and tidy. So if you're bringing anything to church, please do check with the pastors before you, we uh, accumulate a whole bunch more junk again. Uh, another thing to take note is next week is Chinese New Year. So there will not be a service next Sunday. So keep that in mind, especially for those of you who are watching online. No service next Sunday. Great. So now as we enter into this time of worship, let's take a moment to still ourselves. Uh, if you're watching online, you can put away your phone for maybe the next hour or two um, just to have that moment to be present. To be present with God, to be present in community, to be present with yourself so that we can each feel how we're actually doing. I think we don't often take the time to think how are we actually doing? And take the time to listen to God as well. So please rise in body or in spirit and join me in the call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let, Let us be glad this day for life, for breath, and for freedom to worship. Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord. We, we come, come to bring, bring our gifts of praise and gratitude to the God of all creation. God is good, and in God's work we find our strength. We, we sing of all God's wonderful works. Let us give thanks and praise to the Lord. So now I invite you to remain standing as we sing of all God's wonderful works, and we'll join the worship team here in uh, joining our hearts and voices in worship. Good morning, everyone. This morning, my room was in chaos. My mind was in chaos. There was a lot of running, a lot of, uh, oh, I need to get to the bathroom and all that. So it's everything is in a mess in my mind. There's one thing that broke that mess. My son came up to me and he gave me a photo of himself with his toy camera, of course. And at that instant, I felt that everything stopped. Everything stood still. I looked at the photo. I thought about, hey, wow, he loves me. He cares for me. He smiled and he ran off. Today, I want to invite you to think about someone, your person, it could be your parent, a family member, a sibling, a child, even a furry companion, someone who loves you, who cares about you. Because we all know this, life is not a bed of roses. 
There are ups, there are downs. And sometimes we think, where is God in all this? Did He forget me? But it's in this small acts, little wins, if we stop to see, God is here. So I invite you to close your eyes. Take one minute. Scan through the week. Saturday, Friday, all till Monday. Scan through your life if you can. There will be someone who pops up. Today, let's be grateful for that person, all persons. Because in that person, God remembers you. We sing the next song, Hosanna. Hosanna is an expression of praise, the expression of the highest praise to the Son of God. I invite you to live your praise up today to the highest. Thank God for this person. To thank God for this life, all this precious life. This precious breath, the fact that we're able to come to church, the fact that we're able to walk and laugh, the fact that we're able to get sick and heal, and to remember that through this, these dark times, through sickness, when we recover that moment, we appreciate our health, our family, our friends, and that God is always faithful to us. Let
Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest, let our King be lifted up.
your heart. a home, jobs, or even a chance at life. Oh, how wonderful our God is. Thank you, Lord. glory taught the stars to shine perhaps creation longs to have the words to say that this joy is mine that this joy is mine let's sing it again 
multitude of voices. With a thousand hallelujahs, we magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord Jesus, this song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs and a thousand wonderful God we have. The creator of life. Come the raging seas. of mornings and the closing of the day. We serve a wonderful God. Thank you, Lord, for everything.
Please be seated. Good morning. Um, the worship team has brought us into a space of quietness. Um, and I want to invite you um, as I pray and I do this um, prayer liturgy from the um, Iona Abbey worship book where I went for my retreat last year. Uh, the worship services has been very uh, beautiful for me. That's why I bought the book back um, to um, use some of their prayers and some of their liturgies. I'll invite you during the prayer um, to pray silently for the things that uh, weigh on you, that you're concerned about. Prayers of gratitude for the things that you are grateful for and the things that you desire, the people you're concerned about. Invite you into that space. Jesus, you commanded waves to be still and calm the stormy sea. Quieten now our restless hearts that they may find rest in you. We recognize the noise inside us and the noises around us. We acknowledge them but seek here to know your presence in the midst of all that might distract us. So now we surrender for these moments our speech, knowing that beneath the silence is a deeper word, and that even when we say nothing, you are still listening. Ever listening, ever watchful, ever loving God, we rest in you. God, we want to pray for all the things on our minds, in our hearts, people, situations, larger events, communities. God, help us bring to mind all these things in prayer. Holy God, as you have heard every silent prayer and wordless petition, hear now these prayers, our prayers for others. We want to lift up the situation in Gaza, in Israel, the war that's going on, and we pray for a permanent ceasefire so no one live in the fear or bombs, airstrikes, attacks. 
We want to lift up Ukraine as well and all the other places in the world where violence and war continue to rage on to the detriment, harm and death to so many people. We want to pray for peace, but also to speak peace into existence. War and violence only perpetuate the cycle of more war and violence. Those who live by the sword will die by the sword. It is when we beat swords to plowshares that your kingdom will be here on earth. May we learn of war no more. We want to lift up those in our communities and those outside, connected to our community struggling with health issues, struggling whether it's about physical health or mental health. In this time and space, God, help them feel your presence. And may we, as a people who are your followers, minister love and care for these people. God, we want to lift up this community, this church to you as we seek continually to live out your love so that we are testimonies of who you are and co-makers of a new world that you are making and you are creating. This kingdom where all are loved, all are cared for, and no one is left behind. And God, in this season of Lunar New Year, we lift all of us up. For it can be a stressful season where familiar relationships create friction or sometimes loneliness sets in. Sometimes we missed a loved one we have lost. God, we lift all this up to you that we know and we are secure in your love and we are able to walk through because you are walking with us. God, walk with them today, walk with us today, and keep us on your way. May we be out of our depths as the deeps of the night sky contain but cannot explain God's mystery. May we be in the dark as the moon is eclipsed but held safe with all that is in the palm of God's hands. May we be lost for words as the word is spoken in the silence of the night in the beauty of God's creation. The loving blessing of God, Creator, Healer and Holy Spirit be in us, around us, 
today, tonight, tomorrow, all our nights and days. Amen. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to FCC. Um, even as we move into the sermon time, I wanted to invite you uh, to get onto menti.com. This is something that we use. I mean, for those of you who are new, uh, we go into, we use menti.com as a way for us to interact during the sermon time, and I would love to hear from you um, some of your thoughts and uh, your insights uh, as we explore our scripture passage today. Alright, so what you can do is that you can actually scan the QR code. It will take you directly into the slides for today. Or if you like, you can go into any browser and you type fcc.li slash mentee. Alright, our short link. And then it will also take you to the slides as well. Alright, I'd love to hear from you. So please uh, sign in. Uh, you can still decide whether to participate or not, but uh, just in case you didn't know, Mentee is completely anonymous, so that's the beauty of it. Um, whatever you're going to say, uh, nobody's going to know uh, technically right, who said it, so I'd love to hear from you. Okay? So will you pray with me as we go into a time of looking into God's Word together? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, God, earth maker, pain bearer, life giver, who surprises us with new insights, understandings, and revelations for our growth, sometimes through the most unexpected moments. Amen. So this Sunday, I will be speaking about expecting the unexpected. And it's actually based on uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 29 to 39. And this is the last sermon in our Epiphany series before we enter into the season of Lent. Well, in our faith journeys, we sometimes encounter the unexpected. And that is not always easy. And so I wanted to just ask you as we begin this morning, how do you feel about the unexpected? Right? Just kind of share one word, um, two words, you know, what comes to your mind and what describes your feelings when you think about the unexpected that happened in your life, okay? And that's okay, okay, we're going to build a word cloud together. So we get to share with one another, right, the feelings that kind of come up for us when we think about the unexpected. Anxious, right? Nervous, fear, excited, right? Possibly as well, yep. Exciting, blessings, yes, surprised, annoyed, <laughs> sien, okay, shock, absolutely, trepidation, scared, yeah, uncertain, anticipation, meh, for some people, yeah, worry, overthinking, right, oh no, what if this happens, we don't know what's going to happen, Happy. Interesting, right? We see some of the biggest words there, meaning that the more of you actually kind of um, typed out repeated words, right? Uh, it's the word anxious, which is very common for most of us when we think about unexpected stuff. But we also see excited, 
right? Which is kind of a, a little bit more of a positive feeling, right? Interesting, right? That actually unexpected things can bring up a mix of different feelings for us. Both anxiety, uncertainty, fear in different ways, but also perhaps a sense of anticipation, a sense of excitement. And so I want to say it's normal for us to feel all of these things. It's perfectly normal. We often fear the uncertainty and the discomfort that comes with the unexpected. There's also sometimes a sense of excitement, a little bit of that anticipation for what is to come. But you know, it's in these unexpected moments that God sometimes surprises us with new insights, understandings, and revelations for our growth and our journeys ahead. The question is, will we keep our hearts, our minds, our souls open to what God might have for us in store? So with that, I want to invite you to read together with me in Mark uh, chapter 1. I'm not sure why I put Mark chapter 2 there. <laughs> Please forgive me. Uh, my fingers must have done something different. Uh, but it's Mark chapter 1, verse 29 to 39. And it goes, As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once, meaning Jesus. And Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed by demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, but he would not permit, permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning... While it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. And Jesus answered, Let us go on to the neighboring town so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout all Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. So this passage begins with, as soon as they left the synagogue. So the natural question would be to ask, what happened at the synagogue before this? So let me just share with you, right? Because we didn't read that part, but I wanted you to know what was you know, to know the continuity of things. So Jesus was preaching in the synagogue and people were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority, not like any of the other teachers they knew. And then, in the middle of his teaching, a man with an unclean spirit started shouting at him, saying, I know who you are. And Jesus commanded the spirit to be quiet and to come out of the man, and it did. And the people were even more amazed, and Jesus' fame started spreading throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. So you would think at that moment that Jesus would think, mm, I will ride on that momentum and continue to build up his public ministry, right? But he does something unexpected. Instead of building on the momentum, Jesus does the complete opposite. Just as his fame 
was starting to gain ground, starting to spread, Jesus shifts from public ministry to the private sphere by entering into the home of Simon and Andrew. And he chose to spend time in that domestic space with their family. And it is there that Jesus is informed that Simon's mother-in-law was ill and in bed with a fever. So when he hears that she is having a fever and she's bedridden, he goes to her side, takes her by the hand, lifts her up. And Mark says, immediately the fever leaves her body and she's restored to health. So what is remarkable about this healing is its brevity. It's very short, right? And also its tenderness. You see, in verse 31, Jesus came and took her by the hand, lifted her up. And this action is simple, it's direct. And interestingly, lifting her up, the words that Mark used, is actually reminiscent of the resurrection, a foreshadowing, perhaps. You know, sickness or illness can oftentimes be unexpected, right? Take us by surprise. In the case of Simon's mother-in-law, she had a fever. In our days, we don't really think much of a fever, right? But in those days, we shouldn't underestimate the seriousness of a fever because in that world, they had no antibiotics. And her condition might actually prove fatal depending on the circumstances. But we hear that the fever immediately leaves her body and she began to serve them. One question that I had in my mind, and perhaps in yours as well, is, hmm, why didn't Simon tell his mother-in-law to take it easy? She just recovered, right? And that, well, he served the guests. I think for Mark, the author, it was important to mention this little detail because perhaps he was trying to indicate that the woman was fully healed at once. And what a miracle it was, right? There was no recuperation period needed. She was well. But the problem with miracles, Barbara Brown Taylor writes, is that it is hard to witness them without wanting one of our own, right? Every one of us knows someone who is suffering. Every one of us knows someone who could use a miracle, but miracles are hard to come by. And so Christians have tried to explain sickness away in different ways. Have you heard people say, God is using this sickness to build your character? Or, God is preparing you for something great? Or, maybe Satan is testing you, stay strong. Or, you just need to have more faith. Or, maybe there's some secret sin in your life. Have you tried confession? Or, God's timing is different from ours. Just be patient. Or maybe, have you tried fasting or praying more? I'm sure some of us have heard some of these things before. And besides being insensitive and hurtful, these claims and admonitions are actually based on the assumption that health, wholeness and comfort are the norms that we should expect to experience in this life, especially as Christians. 
Everything else, like physical pain, mental health challenges, emotional struggles, chronic illness, is considered abnormal and unwelcome. And no wonder people flock to religious and secular spaces that promise prosperity, healing, happiness. And to be honest, as a human being, this is perfectly understandable. It's what we all long for. But I'm here to gently remind you that life often brings unexpected moments. Some of them good, and some not so good. And that is normal. In fact, it is so normal that we need to learn to expect the unexpected. Someone once told me, we often ask, why me? Why me, God? But we rarely ask, why not me? Why not me? Life is messy and hard sometimes. It doesn't mean you have been a bad Christian or that the universe or God is against you. Life brings us a mixture of moments, joy and suffering, happiness and sorrow, confidence and uncertainty, peace and fear, and the list goes on. Whatever unexpected things you encounter, I want to be clear that when bad things happen, it doesn't mean that God's favour is not with you. That is untrue. It is inaccurate. It misrepresents God's character. God's love and favour is always with you, regardless. Life just brings unexpected moments, some good and maybe some bad. But I want you to know that you don't have to fear the unexpected. Why? Because you don't have to face them alone. You know, I wish I could promise you that your whole life will be filled with happiness, health and wealth, especially with the Lunar New Year coming up, right? I wish I could wish you all of that for all of your life and promise you that. But I know but that's not the reality we all face. You see, even in our story today, in Mark's Gospel, we see that Jesus heals many, not all. Jesus casts out many demons, not all. And although that might be the reality, one thing I can promise you is this. Jesus touches everyone who reaches out for help. He loves without measure because love heals many ills. He doesn't assume that illness and demon possession are punishments from God because such assumptions are cruel and wounding. Jesus offers the sick and the broken his calm presence his warm grip and embrace, and the good news of a kingdom that is coming, a kingdom without sickness, sorrow, or fear. And maybe that is our task as well. Perhaps we are called to do the same, to touch everyone who reaches out for help, 
to love without measure, to offer the sick and the broken our presence, our embrace, and the good news of a kingdom that is coming, a kingdom without sickness, sorrow, or fear. And I wanted to pause here to just ask you, has there been something unexpected that has happened in your life recently? Or maybe over the past year? What is something unexpected that happened to you? And maybe it caught you by surprise. Maybe it was shocking. Maybe it was exciting. It could be both good or bad, right? It could be positive or negative. What is something unexpected that happened in your life recently? And even as you think about it, as you type in your responses, it could be death, right? Like some of you said, my grandmother passed away. Could be, right? And sometimes it happens in an unexpected way because maybe that person was not sick and we didn't expect it. Sometimes it's sickness or illness. Sometimes it's the loss of a job that we didn't expect to lose. Offered a job out of the blue when I was thinking of leaving a toxic workplace. Yay! Right? So it goes both ways, right? Unexpected things. You could either lose a job, be retrenched. You could be offered a job in a very surprising way, just as you are thinking about leaving a place that has not been healthy for you. A close friend committed suicide. I'm so sorry to hear that. That must have been the most, one of the most devastating, unexpected things. A curveball at work. Yeah, that happens a lot, right? I won my first martial art competition. Yay! That's amazing. Congratulations. I had a court hearing, accepted the case, and served the restraining order. Okay. My wife dying suddenly from cancer without any advance warning. I am so, so sorry to hear that. It must have been so heartbreaking for you. A secondary school classmate ended his life. I am so sorry. Someone close to me attempted suicide. So much pain right there. So many of the unexpected ending of lives or attempts to end life. That must have been so hard. Death of a beloved aunt. Years ago, I wouldn't have imagined I'd work in a preschool, but now I love it. Yay, I'm happy for you. A new friend. Yeah. Right? Unexpected sometimes. I think especially as we grow older, right? Uh, we don't make new friends so easily. <laughs> but it's always a blessing, isn't it? Falling in and out of love, yes. Just got news, I'm getting laid off yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. Another falling in and out of love. Are you the same person or many people falling in and out of love? <laughs> Meeting a new friend, yay. Found a lamp. Oh, unexpected, right? Scary too. And we hold space with you. Being surprised at how hard an endeavor is, losing hope at some point, but then something turns around and flips the whole situation. Wow. 
a series of unexpected events, right? How hard the endeavour is, losing hope, and then also seeing things flip around. How messy and challenging and hard life is sometimes. And yet there are also moments of joy, moments of surprise, moments where we didn't expect it, but it was wonderful. A miraculous healing, wow, amazing. It happens today, even so, right? I saw a sea turtle swimming, yay! So amazing too, right? Some of these unexpected moments in life when you don't even expect to see something, right? Thank you, thank you so much for sharing and thank you also for the vulnerability behind some of those sharings because it is tough. It is so hard. Contemplating the possible end of a 27-year relationship, wow. That is hard. And I feel for you. In our scripture passage for today, in the midst of all the unexpected things that y'all were sharing, we see Jesus doing another unexpected thing. He disappears very early in the morning and his disciples go searching for him because they don't know where he went. So we see Jesus moving from the public sphere, right, where he was in the synagogue preaching, casting out demons, and then he moved to the private sphere where he went into the the home of Simon Peter and spent time with that family and started like also, you know, uh, ministering to the people who came along. And then you see him moving to a deserted space, a secluded space, so secluded his disciples even know where to find him, right? And Mark tells us that Jesus goes out to this quiet, deserted place to pray very early in the morning. And we know this is not a one-off thing for Jesus, right? Because from the other Gospels, such as Luke, we read that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed, right? Or in Matthew, um, he tells us that after Jesus had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. Okay, so this is something that Jesus does quite a bit of, moving from the public to the private to the secluded. And in seemingly minor verses like these, we see glimpses of Jesus' deeply rooted spiritual life, the source of his strength, his vision. We see his need to withdraw, his hunger for solitude, his desire to rest in God's presence, to recuperate, and to reorientate his heart. Even Christ, the Messiah, prays rests, reflects, and meditates. Even Jesus needs time alone. He needs time alone with God. And He is just like us. And more than anything else, Jesus understood the ongoing tension between compassion and self-care in a world that is desperately in need. And Jesus lives with this tension every day. And he is unapologetic about his need for rest and solitude. So even as the crowds cry out to him, even as his disciples are searching for him, he feels no shame in retreating when he needs a break. And I think this is an important lesson for many of us who live in cultures where this tireless striving is considered a virtue. And a need for rest is 
almost like considered a weakness. It's also a challenge to those of us who might think about prayer a lot. We might even talk about prayer a lot without actually setting aside time to pray. When you actually sit down and think about it, how many of your minutes or hours in a day do you spend alone with God? I mean, if you're really honestly looking at your life, one minute, perhaps? Five minutes? One hour? No minutes? Perhaps it's time for us to recalibrate and reorientate our hearts. If Jesus needed to do it, I wonder how much more do we? And when the disciples finally find Jesus, they tell him, everyone's looking for you. And then Jesus makes an unexpected announcement. He says, "Mm, let us go to the neighbouring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. So just when everyone in this area knows who he is, Jesus announces that they are going to move to a new area. And he makes this decision despite the fact that his disciples interrupt his prayer time to tell him that everyone is still searching for him back at Simon's house. Clearly, there are compelling reasons for Jesus to stay where he is. So much work to do, right? So many needs. But his response is to say no, to set a boundary and to move on in keeping with his own sense of mission and timing. And when I think about Jesus' compassionate heart, I would imagine that Jesus actually doesn't make this decision lightly. It must have been difficult for him. But after a morning of prayer and reflection, he recognises and trusts the voice that says, it's time to go. In response, Debbie Thomas asked the following important questions, and I want to offer them to you for your reflection. Can we learn anything from Jesus' choice? Can we learn to hold calling, timing, and need in productive tension? Can we trust that sowing a seed and walking away is sometimes enough? Can we relinquish fame and power and choose obscurity instead? Can we risk the new and the unknown? Can we hold firm to our own sense of vocation even when our loved ones don't understand or agree with our choices? Can we establish and honour healthy boundaries? And are we able to let go and move on when God calls us to? So we see that Jesus moves from the public to the private and then to the secluded. And then he says, okay, let's move on to the next area and we're going to do public ministry again. And this reminds me of an article that was written by Henry Nouwen that we refer to from time to time at FCC. And it's called Moving from Solitude to Community to Ministry. And if you're curious to find out more, it's a really good article. You can find a PDF of this article when you Google it. 
from moving from solitude to community to ministry. And now one says, community always calls us back to solitude. And solitude always calls us to community. Community and solitude both are essential elements of ministry and witnessing. There are many gems in this article. But the point I want to make is that like Jesus, we need all three. Solitude, community, and ministry. We are called to be involved in and to practice all three and it's only in finding the right balance and the right flow that we can be healthy and thrive as followers of Christ. So I wonder, which area might you be lacking at this point of time? Maybe needing a little more practice today. Is it solitude? Community? Or ministry? And as you think about that, I want to invite you to also reflect on the unexpected moments in your life. Some of you shared really insightful and vulnerable unexpected moments earlier. Some were positive. It was wonderful. Some were heartbreaking and devastating. And I want you to take some time to just think about it and just reflect was there one thing you learned about yourself, about God, about others from something that unexpected that happened in your life? So yes, we agree, we acknowledge that unexpected things happen in our lives. But was there one thing that you learned from that unexpected thing? Whether it was a positive encounter a happening, an event, or whether it was a devastating one. What was one thing you learned about yourself, about God, about others from that unexpected thing? Wow, this is beautiful. Many of the best things in my life emerged from the worst ones. Thank you for sharing that. God always provides. Mm -hmm. and, I've, and I've seen that to be true in my own life too. I'm very old now, but in the decades of my life, at every turn in my life, I've always seen God provide above and beyond what I could ask for. And that's something that I've always been very thankful for. God is even more present and tangible in my darkest moments. Yes. God is right there with you. Knowing when to let go when it's time to let go. Yeah, such an important lesson in life, right? Knowing when to let go. One friendship hasn't recovered but got much closer to another friend as a result. Thank you. No one is perfect and we all have things we struggle with. Give grace to people, yes. If difficult things happen to you, we also need to hold space and to understand that difficult things happen to others. And we learn to give grace to others as we give grace to ourselves. With God by my side, I can do difficult things. Wow. And that is true. 
Because life can be messy and difficult at times. But one thing we know for sure, that God is by our side. Violence and temper will cause trauma to the victim, yes. The event, however hard and negative, does not define who I am. I am loved even when I do wrong things. Yes. We are defined by the fact that we are loved, that God loves us. In the midst of our imperfections, even in the midst of the things we do wrong, we can change and God's love transforms us, becomes the basis for why we change. That trusting God is the best decision you can make every time, yes. especially in the most unexpected things, right? Pray daily that God will lead me to those who need me and to those whom I need. Yeah. God brought peace, forgiveness and harmony during the wake. And I thank God for that. I realize that you can always trust God. God doesn't betray. Indeed. I'm still trying to learn from it. And that is perfectly fine. Aren't we all? Right? Sometimes lessons are ongoing things that we're still trying to learn. That you can never predict how things work out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, right? we are not in control. Be aware, be present. God works in unexpected ways, even small ones, yes. And sometimes when we pay attention, when we are present, we realise how God is working. That God is always faithful to us and that God is always in charge. Yeah? I'm able to control my own narrative, yes. The comfort in trusting God's plan, yeah. Nothing is impossible with God. God makes things happen even when I thought there was no solution to it. Praise God for that. So how do we learn to expect the unexpected? What are some spiritual practices that we can put in place? And I have just a few suggestions, all right? Simple suggestions. Simple but not easy to do because I tried. It's not easy. But important, right? Really important. So the first is to get curious. Get curious. We usually make assumptions and we jump to conclusions too quickly. When things happen in our lives, especially unexpected things, we jump immediately to a conclusion, oh no, my life is over, right? Or, yay, you know, my life is made, you know, for success. Right? We, we jump to conclusions too quickly. What would it be like if we pause when something unexpected happens in our lives? What if we pause before jumping to conclusions and get curious instead? Would we, dis would we discover new things about ourselves or about the situation? Would we actually gain new insight that God wants to show us? I read this recently by Myra Jacob, and she says, when things get shitty in my own life, I try to get as curious as possible. Not to jump in and go, oh, why is my life so shitty, right? But to start from a place of curiosity. It has been a healing place for me, she says. The not knowing, the decision to discover everything I can. So first, get curious. Second, be willing to sit with discomfort. And that's hard for so many of us. But it's true. 
It's something we need to start to learn to do in life, to be willing to sit with discomfort, the discomfort of not knowing, the discomfort of not having all the answers. Be willing to let go of your own sense of control because we can't. And thirdly, to live with the mystery of already and not yet. You know, the first time I ever heard the phrase already and not yet was more than 20 years ago when I first attended seminary. I never heard it in church, you know, preached. The very first time I heard it was actually in seminary more than 20 years ago. Already and not yet. And what it means is, yes, the kingdom of God has already come. It was broken in during Jesus' time on earth, marked by all kinds of signs and wonders. And at the same time, the kingdom of God has not fully come. And those signs and wonders are actually not our daily reality. Someday, somehow, all will be well. But all is not well yet. So the great task, the great calling, the great journey for us is to live graciously and compassionately in this often challenging in-between, already and not yet. And during this in-between time, we are called to be like Jesus, to touch everyone who reaches out for help, to love without measure, to offer the sick, the suffering, the broken, our presence, our embrace, and the good news of a kingdom that is coming fully coming, a kingdom without sickness, sorrow, or fear. And in this in-between time, we wait and we work together with one another and with the Spirit of God to bring about God's kingdom on earth. So as we close, I want to share this insight about Epiphanies by Richard Raw with you. This is the last of our series in Epiphany. And I thought this speaks very well in summarizing what epiphanies are. An epiphany is a parting of the veil, a life-changing manifestation of meaning, the eureka of awareness of self and the other. It is a radical grace which we could, cannot manufacture or orchestrate. There are no formulas which ensure its appearance. It is always a gift, unearned, unexpected, and larger than our present life. We cannot manufacture epiphanies. We can only ask for them, wait for them, expect them, know they are given, keep ourselves out of the way, and thank God after. May we experience epiphany as we learn to expect the unexpected. Get curious when things don't seem to be going our way. Be willing to sit with the discomfort of not having all the answers and live with the mystery of already and not yet, knowing that the love and presence of Jesus is with you always. Amen.
Thank you, Pastor Pauline, for the sermon. Uh, and as we come to a time of communion, I'm reminded that uh, through our ups and downs of life, there is one thing that we know for certain, which is that God is with us and God loves us. And communion is a symbol of that. So, um, and for those of you who shared just now some really, really difficult things, I think, were, were shared. Thank you for your vulnerability. And we do have people up here after the service every Sunday to pray with you if you need that um, spiritual support. And our pastors are also available if you need to have someone to talk to. So I just want to remind everyone of that. So we gather each Sunday at this table. And even though at this time we're not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. We are your people, God, called together in your love. We are your children, Mother, called around the table of your word. We are your disciples, Lord, called to praise and give you thanks. We, we thank, thank you, good and, and gracious God, God for calling us to be your people, for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hands to touch and bless our world. Even as your people, God, we are separated from ourselves, each other, and you, the creator of life. Let us confess our brokenness. As people caught in our tradition, we confess that we have helped perpetuate systems that deny the dignity and sacred worth of all sorts and conditions of persons. We have paid lip service to equality. Our lives are based on discrimination of the other. We have been our own worst enemies. We have failed ourselves, others, and we have failed you, God. Moved by your power, we accuse ourselves because we have not allowed you to form us as a new people. We confess our sin and we pledge to work for reconciliation with one another. We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness and the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your spirit given to us in Jesus, in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression, in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, you are the mother of creation and the father of all life. We are gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness, and to remember how Jesus died for us, accepting death to show his love for us and you. We remember how Jesus came to us, becoming one of us, born like us, of flesh and blood and bone, a fully human person like us in all things but sin. We remember how on the night before Jesus died, he gathered with his friends for one last meal. Siblings, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more, ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die, ever. This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, remember me.
Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love you as I have been loved. Abide in my love. This is my blood shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. May I invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements? For those of you who are watching at home, now would be a good time to get your own elements to represent the bread and the wine so we can all partake together. And for those of you who are new with us, please hold on to the elements uh, as the stewards pass them to you, and then we will take them all together at one time. together. Jesus, you are always present in our midst. You come to us simply, lovingly, humbly, in word and sacrament, in, in this, this bread and wine, and in, in the, the love we share with one another. Let us eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering Jesus, his teaching, his life, his suffering, his death, 
and His rising to new life. Let us partake together. Please rise in body or in spirit and join me in the prayer of communion. Gracious and loving God, you have made us one in the body of Christ and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. Thank, Thank you, you for, for feeding, feeding our, our hunger and, and relieving our thirst. With deep gratitude, we offer you our lives, our love, ourselves, gathered in Jesus by your life-giving spirit. May we become a new people, wholly pleasing to you, a people giving glory to your name. Amen. Please be seated. You may pass your cups to the aisles, and the stewards will come around to collect them. So welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. FCC is an inclusive church. That means you are welcome here regardless of your sexual orientation, your gender identity, your economic status, your theological background, or any of the labels the world puts on you. So to those of you who worship with us regularly and to those of you joining us for the first time, welcome home. Uh, my name is David. I'm the service leader for today. So if you're new with us, uh, we welcome you to leave us your details by scanning the QR code above or going to fcc.ly slash welcome. Um, and that way, our pastors and our staff can reach out to you and find out how we can serve your needs. And we also have a newcomers meeting on the uh, last Sunday of every month after the service. So that will be on the 25th of February. It will be uh, right at the back, just a short meeting, and you'll get to meet some of our leaders, find out about our history, our theology, and how you can get plugged into our community. Uh, and it's also the week where we give a financial update. So we've now completed January. Um, okay, so there's good news and bad news. The good news is our general fund is slightly ahead, but that's not entirely good news. It's because there was some carryover from December. Okay, so we're actually not in wonderful shape, but at least we're surviving for the general fund. Uh, the general fund is what goes to pay our salaries and our expenses. And then we have, for 2024, we also have the renovation fund. And we are trying to raise 100000 actually by June, because in order to do the renovation, we need to have the cash in the bank. So this one, although the circle goes all the way around, it actually needs to be collected in six months, and we are already halfway behind. So um, I guess the news is, if you can sort of uh, divert some of your giving to the renovation fund to help us catch up, that will put us in a good place to um, start the renovation, even as we think about what we are actually going to do. Like some of you have been for the cloud project where we've been dreaming and imagining what this space could be and what this space can be for God and for our community. So uh, while we figure that out, we still also need to collect the money. <laughs> so if you can um, consider what you're going to give this year and think about whether you're able to increase that by 1% or 2% or even 3%, that would really help us out this year. Um, there's several ways you can give, as always. So uh, you can give by direct debit. And for those of you who are regular givers, again, I encourage all of you, please set up a standing instruction with your bank or a regular transfer so that you don't have to be scanning that QR code week after week after week because you already have decided in your heart how much you're planning to give for the whole year. That will help us even our finances out so we don't get these spikes and troughs that we've been seeing. 
Um, but for everyone else, you can also go um, uh, give by pay now. So there's QR codes that will be shown on the screen. There are QR codes in front of you on the chairs. Um, one of them goes to a general fund, the other goes to a renovation fund. And you can also give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. That only goes to the general fund, and there's a 1.5% platform fee attached to that. But we welcome giving in any form. So now please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear God, we trust in you to provide for our church, to provide for the community, and to give us the resources we need to carry out your ministry, to be your hands, your feet, your voice to those who need to hear your love. Lord, please bless this offering. Bless all those who give out of grateful hearts, out of the abundance that you've given us. And help us to use it wisely to extend your kingdom in Singapore and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. May I now invite the stewards to come forward to take up the offering. So if you would like to give some cash, just raise your hand and the stewards will come to you. Uh, in the meantime, we do have a few announcements. So the first announcement will be uh, Chinese New Year reunion lunch. So this is coming up quite soon. It's on the 18th of February on a Sunday, 1.15 p.m. Uh, we have done a lot of work to try to get a, a reasonable cost for this lunch. I mean, places are going $70, $80 a head. We managed to find $60 a person, which we thought was pretty decent. So if you haven't signed up for this yet, uh, please scan the QR code above or go to fcc.ly slash cny, and you must register by the 9th of February um, to get your space reserved. Especially for those of you who don't have family in town and FCC is your family, then we really invite you to come to this. If um, finances are a problem, please approach our pastors and we can offer some financial assistance so that you can attend as well. Okay, one-ship meetings are um, sort of a glimpse into the, the background, the back-of-scenes stuff that goes into running this church. So it's the meetings of the board and the council, and we meet, uh, on, we're going to meet on the 24th of February, 6th of April, and 8th of June. And all members are welcome to come and observe these meetings, hear about the things that we're talking about, uh, and understand the sort of the, the details and the difficulties of actually keeping this church afloat, right? But we call it a one-ship meeting because we all want to move together as one body on one ship, on one journey together. So yeah, you can um, email info at freecomchurch.org to join this meeting in person or online. T-Mart. Okay, so T-Mart is uh, one of our mercy ministries. It's a ministry where we collect um, groceries and food and we deliver them to certain transgender old folks who live around the community. There are a few certain people we support. Um, and so we've been doing this regularly and it's back. So you can go to the QR code above and scan that and there's two ways you can donate. You can either choose the items that you want to donate and then uh, we'll contact you for payment or you can just donate cash and then we will choose the items for you. So go to fcc.ly slash tmart by 25th February, and we will be delivering the food and the goods on the 3rd of March. If you have any questions, talk to Kin. Uh, and I really want to appreciate Kin for being so faithful to set this up time after time after time, and also the amazing website. If you go there, you'll see the way you can choose the items. This is all coded by Kin. It's amazing. So thank you, Kin, and thank you to all of you who have been faithfully supporting this ministry. Um, so social media ministry, we're looking for people 
uh, designers and copywriters, so people who can do some graphic design, Photoshop, Illustrator, Adobe, or people who just could write good stories. Um, contact Lexi at uh, the information above, uh, and then you can join the team so that we can put out our, our message on Instagram, on Telegram, on whatever it is that we're doing these days. <laughs> I think it's mainly Instagram. I, I do follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Okay, lunch kaki. So for those of you who are new, uh, if you don't know that many people and you would like to have lunch with someone after the service, we have Angela and Gordon, who are volunteers today. You can look for them at the back of the church and they'll bring you down to the local coffee shop, take you out for lunch, and then you can get to meet... Oh, yeah, Gordon is right there in the pink shirt, so yeah, look for Gordon. Uh, and then you can have someone to have lunch with. So this is a way for us to welcome you, especially if you're new. And I think that is the last announcement. Okay, so then I'll... Just a, one more reminder, there is no service next Sunday. So don't come here next Sunday. We'll see you in two Sundays. And now let me invite the worship team to come up for the closing song. If I could invite you to rise. Thank you. So if today or the week ahead, or even the months ahead, if you decide to be taking that step, that step to be curious, to enter into the unknown, um, or to sit with the discomfort, know that you have the greatest cheerleader of all times. That's God Himself. God will render you the little supports that you need if not the answer if ever come that there ever comes a day that I still don't have my answer I still don't have my little supports know that your life is a living testament to others Who compares to you? Who set the stars in their place? You who calm the raging seas that came crashing over me? Who
Pauline invited us to expect the unexpected. I was unex- I, there was a lot of un- unexpected things. Um, when she, we were rehearsing just now, I saw the flash of the slide on Henry, no- Henry Nguyen's uh, article and I went like, oh no. Last week's sermon was c- short because uh, a, ha- a large part of it was cut out so that there will be the following sermon on the 18th. But I realized that it was important that she mentioned it. There's some serendipity here. And when we invited you to share, so many of you shared so vulnerably. And so many of you talked about suicide. And perhaps it's something that we carry with us. The sorrow, the grief, the pain. But up there in the anonymity, you, I hope you realise you're not alone going through that. Solitude is not isolation. And we are here for you. We are here to walk with you, support you. Because we too, I too personally have been touched, losing people to suicide too. We want to walk together in our grief, in our sorrows, as well as in our joys. So please do reach out to us. We have also um, volunteers who are here to pray for folks who are in need of prayer after service, for those who are present on site. Please avail yourselves to these ways that we want to care and love and support you. Because this is how we love one another as we have been loved. God of surprises, God who shows up in unexpected ways, God who is with us in the storms and also in the sunrises and the sunsets. God, help us know always that you have our back that you are with us and you love us unconditionally so we may learn to lean 
and trust and have faith in that love, no matter what storms we face, we don't face it alone. So go out, know that you are never alone and know that we are with you. God is with you. Go in peace. Go in love always. Amen. We won't be having service next week, uh, so we will be uh, look forward to seeing you all on the 18th of February and wishing you all a happy Lunar New Year in advance. Goodbye. Thank you.